All right. Thank you, Kev. Okay. All right. Well, I want to dive in um, very quickly this morning um, because I, I feel like the Lord highlighted a, a word um, for me to release this morning. I've only released this word a few places uh, recently, but I feel like this word is on God's heart for this season. Uh, so I want to start by telling you um, that I'm a very big dreamer. God speaks to me in dreams and he speaks to me um, in, in visions and pictures. I'm very much a seer. Um, and so you'll hear me say a lot this morning, I saw this or this was highlighted to me or I dreamt this. That's the way God speaks to me. So that's my context. But I have a dream recently that um, the, I see Jesus walk up to me and he hands me a pair of shoes. And he says to me, these are the shoes for the new season. And they look like this. So if you don't know this brand, this is Nike. And uh, he handed me these shoes, both of these shoes in the dream. And he said to me, the new shoes for the new season. And I woke up. When I woke up, I had an incredible, overwhelming sense that I needed to go and buy a pair of Nikes. It would not leave me all day long. It was bugging me constantly. I'm not, I don't, I'm not a jogger. I don't run. So I like to walk. I don't run. I don't need Nikes. But it was overwhelming. And so I go to the shops and I start looking for the pair of shoes in my dream. I walk into the store and I say to the guy, hey, I'm looking for some black and white Nikes. Can you, you know, help me out? He, go, he has a look at one, is this them? I said, oh, they, that kind of looks like what I'm looking for, but not exactly, and they weren't my size. And he's like, that's, that's all we've got, I'm sorry. I turn to walk out, and he says, oh, hang on a sec, I think we've got one box left out the back of another type. I'll just run out the back and have a look. So he runs out, and he comes up to me, and he opens the box, and he says, this is all we've got, the exact shoe from my dream. Perfect size, my size. So I get home, I put the shoes on the table, I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for an angel, for some download, for something to happen and there's nothing. I'm staring, I'm contending, I'm praying, nothing's coming. And then the Lord says to me, Lana, what have I taught you to do every time I highlight a, a symbol? And I said, Lord, you've taught me to, to steward and research what you highlight. So if you, if you highlight a turkey, I'm going to go and research everything I can find about turkeys. And I feel like the Lord has me on an adventure. He highlights a symbol and then I go seeking it out. So I get online and I start looking at Nike. What, what does Nike mean? What things about the company? And I'm researching. And the Lord gives me a word for this season. I released this word online and uh, quite a number of people got upset uh, because of the historical context of the word Nike. But I want to encourage you this morning, just be open uh, to God uses symbols. And I believe this is a word for the season. I do not believe that God is endorsing Greek the mythology. Okay, so I, I really want you to look past any of that. But um, so the Lord says to me, look at Nike. So I, I Google Nike and it says the word Nike, the historical context comes from uh, the Greek goddess Nike, which means victory. And instantly the Lord says to me, this is the season of victory in the body of Christ. It is the awakening of the victorious ones in this season. God is decreeing victory over you and I. And the cool thing is, is that we've always had it. We've already got it 
in Christ. We are victorious. But God is awakening us into, in this season to the revelation that we are overcomers. And that we are not only going to be awakened to the, that revelation, but we're going to walk in the manifestation of victory like we've never seen. And so I'm, I'm diving in, I'm looking at all this Nike stuff and what's their slogan? Just do it. Just do it. And the Lord says to me in this season, stuff is coming up to the surface in the hearts and souls of my people. There's a shaking and there's a spiritual component. The enemy's raging mad in this season because he knows that you and I are about to take back the ground that he's stolen and more than we've ever had before. Amen. And so he's scared. He's scared of what you he's scared of you because of the Jesus in you, because Jesus lives in you, but he's scared of where you're going. He's scared of the destiny over your life. And so there's a lot of turbulence that's happening in the atmosphere right now. There's a there's a battle going on. The Lord said to me the other day, Lana, there's a there's a storm raging in the heavenlies. He said it's like uh, Elijah on Mount Carmel, you know, where where the, the prophets of Baal were screaming and raging and doing all their things, and then what happened? God showed up in power in the most impossible of circumstances. God is going to show up in your life in this season in the most most impossible circumstances. You are going to have a testimony in this season of not how you work things out, but the goodness of God to the one who did more than you could ever hope, imagine, or dream. The one that, that came not by, that not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. God is moving very significantly in this season. He's moving quickly and deeply at the same time. And it was funny, when I got these shoes, I didn't realize this until I um, actually put them on to go for a walk. On the bottom of these shoes, they're actually called Nike Zoom. And the Lord has been speaking to me about this season of acceleration that we're in right now in the body of Christ. We are in a season where God is doing more in in a week than, like what could have taken 10 years to do, God is doing in a moment. That's the season we're in right now. I heard um, Chris Vallotton from Bethel uh, share an amazing prophetic word a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't, if you're interested, um, you can get on iBethel TV and watch it. But he talked about this is the Kairos season. It's the Kairos season where things are happening supernaturally, sovereignly. God is moving and it's the destiny moment. It's the moment where, where fullness is upon the body of Christ. So I'm in this Nike, um, this Nike journey with the Lord. And at the same time, this may be, uh, you may think, oh, she's a bit weird. But, or there may be some of you in, the, in here that are going, oh, I see that too. The Lord speaks to me through in numbers. I'm not talking numerology. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> I'm talking like I will look at the clock and it's 1111. I'll go to my car, it's 1111. 444-333-222, the prophetic in me starts to go, there's a pattern. When I start seeing patterns like that, I know that this, God's trying to tell me something. So uh, I started seeing the numbers 44 and 444 everywhere I went. If we went out to dinner, we were taken to table 44. The time on, I'd wake up in the morning, it's 444. So I start saying, Lord, what are you saying? And the Lord says to me, Psalm 44.4. So I open my Bible and it says this, you are my king and my God and you are commanding victories for Israel. 
How cool is that? You are commanding victories for Israel. There is an alignment right now where God is commanding victory over the things in your life that have refused to move and refused to bow and refused to budge. The impossibilities, God is decreeing a victory. There's an invitation in this season to partner with God to move into, I believe, the greatest manifestations of victory that we've ever seen. And the key is, it's an invitation. It's a partnership. God is decreeing, but we need to agree. We need to come to that place where we agree with what he's saying and that we're really in a place where we're open to God, do whatever you need to do to bring me into my place of victory. And, I, and because of this season, I believe we're, we're crossing over a threshold in the body of Christ. We're moving into a season of, of greater destiny and fulfillment and increase. Often what can happen in that transition is there's that, that a lot of that turbulence and things start to come to the surface. I have never in all of my... I've only been moving in the prophetic for about 17 years, but in all of my prophetic journey, I have never seen an emphasis of, from God so strongly um, on, on, on wholeness and the heart and the soul and, and bringing his people into a place of health. And right now, God is bringing things to the surface so that you can move further into your destiny, so that you can move further into victory. And the shaking that's taking place right now brings the dross to the surface. And as I'm, I'm sitting with the Lord on, on this victory message, he says to me, love is the key. And I said, sorry, Lord. And he said, love. The revelation of my nature, of my love and who I am in this season is going to spread like wildfire. And the things that have plagued my people, the lies that have contained their hearts and souls and said, I'm not good, I'm not kind, or anything that has, has misrepresented me, I'm coming with my healing and my love and I'm going to burn those things away. He is going to love fear out of his people. He's going to love it out. At the start of this year, the Lord said to me, in 2017, fear is going to lose its legs. And I thought, hallelujah. I am tired of seeing how fear contains and steals and kills and destroys. God is, there is a move of the revelation of the love of God by his spirit that is happening in this season that will see the very areas of our hearts and souls that have been contained or caged or died suddenly come to life by the resurrection power of Jesus and the revelation of his nature. Knowing him as we see him in, the, in his goodness, in his love, as that happens day to day, nothing can stand. Nothing. So I want to encourage you that if in this season, this year, it's been a bit rough, it's bumpy, stuff's coming up in your heart and your soul, I want to encourage you, God uh, brings those things up because he wants to heal them. He wants to heal them. He wants to bring victory into your life. He wants you to walk in the truth that you are victory. Everywhere you go, everywhere your feet tread, you are victory because he lives in you. And he wants a whole people. 
I've learnt so much in the last two years. I have learnt so much about gifting can get you a lot of places and favour is amazing, but character and, and integrity and wholeness and, and humility, that's the stuff that keeps you there. And God is moving in your life, in my life, in the body of Christ to strengthen us and strengthen our foundations in who he is so that we'll never be shaken. If you and I continue to partner with him, allowing him to do what he needs to do and moving in that place of intimacy, our roots go deep in his love. They go deeper in the place of the one who never changes, the one whose love is just unfathomable. And from that place, you and I are strong so when the storms happen outside, you can speak to the storm and it can be silent because, like Bill Johnson says, there's not a storm raging inside. So if there's the, the wholeness and the peace and, and, and the depth is happening in here, the awakening, then you can speak to what's out there out of the revelation of who he is and see things change. Hallelujah. So I... Um, and another random cool, see, numbers, this really excites me. So the number 17, if you, you look at it in scripture, 17 is the number for total and complete victory. I just think that's cool. Spiritual alignment and, and complete victory, the fullness of victory. So I told you I released this word and quite a few people got upset because they said God wouldn't use the word Nike because... She was a Greek goddess and all of that stuff. So it ruffled a few feathers. And uh, the next day, I get sent a video. And, uh, and this lady says to me, hey, I saw on Facebook all of those people getting really upset about the victory word. Um, but I just thought you might want to see this. And I press play on a video. And there's a, a testimony of a young man. And he had a really hard life. He was talking about his experiences and just the abuse and, and different things that he went through and the depths of despair and then he found Jesus. And he talks about how his life has been transformed. He's burning with a passion to see the love of Jesus spread far and wide. And at the end of the video, he says, and my name is Jordan Rogers. I'm the brand manager of Nike. How cool is that? Come on, that's my God. <laughs> but just like, isn't it just like God? Just like God. So good. In this season, God is going to make his victory loud. He's going to confirm his word to you loudly, supernaturally. There's so much noise going on in the atmosphere. The enemy would seek to come in and say, did God really say that? Are you really hearing God? Oh, I'm not sure about that. But I want to encourage you, hold on to the rhema that God has given you. Hold on to it. My friend um, Anita, her name's Anita Alexander. She's an amazing prophetic voice in this nation. She said to me this week, rehearse your rhema. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh, that's it. Rehearse what God is giving you in this season. What is God speaking to you? What are his promises over your life? What is he saying to you today? Grab those things and rehearse them. Stand on them. Declare them. Keep speaking them. Align yourself with what God is speaking because there's a manifestation of victory upon you that's going to blow your socks off. And just for more fun, Matthew 4.4 4 is um, the scripture 
that says, I want to read it properly. People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes flowing out of the mouth of God. There is power in you and I rehearsing our rhema right now, what God is saying. Rehearse what he's speaking, what's flowing out of his mouth. Align and declare with what he's saying and refuse to move from that place. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. So, we're moving into the season of, I believe, John 10.10. A manifestation of John 10.10. There has been so much. You know, I, I never want to give any sort of attention or give the, the enemy any credit. You know, he's, he's already lost. I've read the end of the book. I know what happens. And I know that you and I are overcomers. So I don't want to pay attention to what he's doing. I don't want to focus on him. But I do take note when I see him raging in the areas that he's attacking because I know that then that's the next area of God's greatest breakthrough. It's something he's about God's wanting to do. And the Lord said to me, there's been so much opposition against my people in this season. There's been so much stealing, killing and destroying. But I'm coming now and I'm coming as the Lion of Judah to roar my authority over my people and awaken the roar inside of them that they're overcomers and that they're victorious. And I'm not only going to restore, I'm going to bring recompense. I'm going to, this is the season where God is going to bring double portion to you for what you have lost. What the enemy has stolen, I want to decree over you that God is going to add to you above and beyond what you could ever hope, imagine or dream. That he is going to give you a double portion for what has been taken. I love, um, is everybody in here familiar with the Passion Translation? Yeah. Okay, all right. I, if you, I love the Passion Translation. For me, it was like reading the Bible for the first time again. It's just, oh, love it. But Ephesians 3.20, the Lord spoke to me at uh, the middle of last year and said, this is the season of Ephesians 3.20. In the Passion Translation, it says, God will, not may, God will achieve more than, greater than your most unbelievable dream, your most wildest imagination. God will outdo them all. And the Lord said to me, do you really believe that, Lana? Do you really believe that your greatest dream, your most, the wildest imagination, that I am the God, that goes above and beyond. That's where I start. And I began to examine my heart and invite the Lord into any areas where I believe lies that he wasn't like that. And I tell you what, in the invitation of Jesus, come in and show me your truth, hold on to your hat. I began to walk this journey of seeing the heart of God that not only is he the God that wants to hear the desires of your heart, and he wants to hear what you're dreaming about. He wants to add increase and breathe life and, and add to, not, not rip away. As you and I delight in him, he gives us the desires of our heart. As we delight in him, our desires become one. I want to encourage you in this season, write down your most unbelievable dream your wildest imagination. If anything was possible, what are you dreaming about? 
and invite Jesus to come in and begin to minister to you in those areas. And I believe in that place that God is going to begin to heal disappointments and he's going to begin to heal disillusionments and things that have contained the people of God from being able to dream. He's going back to the stuff where, where things have been formed in our hearts and our souls that have robbed us of the truth that he is the God that goes above and beyond. He is the God that does more than we could ever hope, imagine or dream. Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 57 to 58 says this, But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. So now, beloved ones, stand firm and secure. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are assured that our union with him makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. Unshakable confidence firm and secure. Why? Because we know that we prosper and excel in every season because we are assured of our union with the Lord. And what does it say at the end? It makes our labor productive in every season, every season, with fruit that endures. If you can't see what God is doing in your life right now, if you're not sure what he's doing, or things feel dry and, and, you, and there's no movement, I want to encourage you, sow, keep sowing into your secret place. Keep sowing into your relationship with him. Be intentional in your sowing because you, I really have had this sense for quite a while that God is doing a lot under the surface that we can't see yet. And your secret place, nobody else is responsible for that but you. No one else is responsible for my intimacy with Jesus but me. And in this season of acceleration, there's a temptation to become busy or to get distracted. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I want you to be encouraged that there is a place of refreshing that God is leading us into as the body of Christ in the place of intimacy. There is a new season upon us and it's, I really believe it's a, a season of a depth of intimacy we haven't known before. The Lord um, spoke to me probably a year ago about this season and he said, Lana, I'm shifting the season. And I said, hallelujah, because the pressure, I don't know about you, but I've had some seriously intense moments in the last two years. I'm like, what is happening? And the Lord said to me, many of my people have felt like they've been living in a season of SOS. Help me, save me, what's happening? I'm drowning. What's all this stuff going on all around me? And there's this constant fighting. And the Lord says to me, I'm shifting the season from that SOS to the SOS. And I said, I, I actually don't understand what you're saying, Lord. And he said to me, from the, the fighting, kind of trying to get through to the place of SOS, the Song of Songs. And I was like, hallelujah, I love that book, Song of Songs. Song of Songs, the place of deep intimacy, the place of refreshing. 
the place where it's just you and him, everything will flow from that place. Everything. The doors that need to be opened in your life, the connections that need to be made, the provision, everything will flow from your first and foremost seeking first him and his kingdom and all else will be added unto you. So as I'm in this Song of Songs place, the Lord um, highlights a passage to me um, in chapter 2. I won't read it all to you, but it's Song of Songs chapter 2, uh, verse 8 and following. I'll just read you a little bit. It's out of the Passion, so it'll be a bit different to your normal Bible if you don't have a Passion with you. But it says this, Listen, I hear my lover's voice. I know it is him coming to me leaping with joy over the mountains. He's skipping in love over the hills that separate us to come to me. Let me describe him to you. He is as graceful as a gazelle, swift as a wild stag. Now he comes closer even to the places where I hide. Now he gazes into my soul peering through the portal as he blossoms within my heart. The one I love calls to me. Arise, my dearest. Hurry, my darling. Come along with me. I have come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and to lead you out. As I, I pondered this passage, I got a book by uh, Brian Simmons, the Passion Translator. It's called The Sacred Journey. If you're wanting to look into the Song of Songs, I encourage you to grab The Sacred Journey. It's, a, it's like a commentary of the book, but it's like a devotional. It's so beautiful. And he says this about this passage. The Shulamite woman saw the affection of Jesus for her and he felt the, sorry, she felt the exhilaration of his love. But to her, Jesus was still a means to an end. She was in it for herself and most of her declarations in this passage have her as the main theme, not him. And her compromises had to go. Her limited understanding had to be enlarged and her knowledge of him needed to increase. But the thing is, in this passage, the king leads her from one um, test to another and he's revealing his love. Why? To make her more mature. He's trying to mature her. And he, he is the searching one looking for his beloved. So first she hears his voice and she recognizes it. But in this passage, Jesus comes to her in, a, in an entirely new way. He comes looking completely different. It's time for her to see him in this passage as the warrior king who is totally victorious and cannot be intimidated by what? Her mountains and her hills, the things that separate her from him, the stuff in the way. He's not intimidated by that stuff. And what does it say? Not, he looks in, he peers into her soul with love. He doesn't peer in and go, uh -uh. he peers in with love and invitation. Come away. I see that stuff, but come away. I'm not intimidated by that stuff. Come away. And he calls her higher. In this passage, Jesus comes as the gazelle. Now, I didn't know this. The gazelle speaks of the resurrection. He is the Jesus that leaped out of the tomb on resurrection morning. 
he skips in resurrection power and the maiden begins to recognize that and he is inviting her to arise and go away with her in the same resurrection power. This is the season, I I call it the Lazarus moment. This is the season where God is calling the dead things to life. 11, 11, if you see that on the clock, for me, it, the Lord spoke to me, John 11, 11. Jesus stands at the tomb and says to Lazarus, come out. God is releasing resurrection life. We're going to know in this season what it is to see the manifestation of the resurrection power of Jesus in our hearts, in our souls, in our lives, in our circumstances, in our families. I believe that God is bringing the things that are dead back to life. The most impossible of impossibles. God is breathing on those things. So in this passage, he says to her, come away. And you know what she says? She says, no. She says, I know my lover is mine and I have everything in you, for we delight ourselves in each other. But until the day springs to life and the shifting shadows of fear disappear, turn around, my lover, and ascend to the mountains of separation without me. Until the new day fully dawns, run on ahead like the graceful gazelle. Skip like the young stag over the mountains of separation. Go on ahead to the mountain of spices and I will come away another time. I want to encourage you in this season that as the mountains and the hills are exposed in our hearts, in our souls, I want to encourage you to continue to invite him, to continue to just say yes, even in the fear and the struggle and the pain. I, I get it. I know it's hard. I have, to be honest with you, I've had one of the most intense moments with the Lord this week in areas of my heart and soul. And it was screaming. But when I said, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm scared, but yes, <laughs> I want you to come in. I began to see. And I began to see him in a whole new way. The revelation of his nature began to go to that part of my heart and bring a deeper healing. So I want to encourage you, the power of your yes is so powerful so powerful that the act of our will to say yes God is going to do so much with your yes in this season he's so kind he's so loving he's not going to force anything on you but he's going to love the stuff that has separated you out of you he's going to love it out and I believe you're going to have some of the greatest testimonies of the revelation of the love of God and the victory of Jesus than you've known you will testify with conviction and burning fire at a level that you and I have not known before that he is good he is love he is kind he's really waking us up to his goodness and to his kindness oh I'm running out of time okay I want to um, share something else with you sorry Uh, (laughs) Um, so I am a big lover of coffee and I know Jesus is too (laughs) amen (laughs) 
I'm just like, he speaks to me so much over, over a cup of coffee, so he has to like... <laughs> okay. Um, so my morning ritual, I'll get up, get my boys breakfast, and I have a window, 20 minutes, to sit down and quickly have a cup of coffee with the Lord, and then it's on, you know, boys need me, and so I grab that 20 minutes really quickly every morning. So I get up, I run to the coffee machine, grab my coffee cup, but this particular morning, I open the cupboard and I go to grab my favourite mug and the Lord says to me, not that one. I said, okay, which one? He said, reach higher. So I reached up higher, just, I could just grab it. He said, that one, the one with the owls on it. Okay, so I grab the mug with the owls, I bring it down, I make my coffee and I'm sitting at the table with the Lord, enjoying my coffee and the Lord says to me, what did you prophesy in a small country town in Queensland a week ago? And I said, oh my gosh, Lord. And I'm sitting there thinking and instantly it comes back to me. In the middle of my meeting, in the middle of my message, I just stop and the Lord says to me, open your mouth. I open my mouth and out of my mouth came the words, God is giving his people eyes to see in the dark. Over and over again, God is giving his people eyes to see in the dark. That was it. So this comes back to me as I'm enjoying my cup of coffee. And the Lord highlights the owl to me. Okay, so here we go. We're on another adventure with Jesus. So I'm, I'm going looking at, um, you know, what owls represent. And there's some not great stuff out there about owls. But I'm looking at, some, at all the good stuff. And, uh, and, I, and I start learning things. So owls can not only see in the dark. Owls actually eat snakes. Come on. I'm like... Now, that's my type of animal. Come on. <laughs> Go and eat those snakes. But they can see in the dark and they, they eat snakes. And, you know, lots of people look at owls and what I think of wisdom. You know, there's just there's lots of stuff out there. But the thing that was highlighted to me was their sight and that they eat snakes. I'm just trying to find where I've written this, sorry, so I don't get it wrong. I always get this passage of scripture, I get it muddled. Here we go. Okay, so as I'm sitting there, um, the Lord says to me, I'm increasing the sight and the discernment and the wisdom of my people in this season. Because what's happening right now in the level of increase that God is adding in this season, we must have wisdom. We have to have discernment. We have to have the strategy of heaven to know how to move through into this new land that God is leading us into. Because we are, we're moving into a place we've never been before. So how do we know what to do? How does this work, Lord? We need the strategies of the heart of God and wisdom and discernment like never before. So I'm sitting on this kind of, this thought and the Lord reminds me I had a dream uh, maybe oh, probably three weeks ago and I was standing at the front of the church like this and there was a beautiful bride on this side of me and there was a groom on this side. And she looks at me and she extends her hand and she says to me, hello, my name is Increase. And I said, oh. And in the dream, I was like, that's a really bizarre name for a girl. I've never heard, like, see how your natural mind, like, I've never heard that before. And then the guy looks at me and he extends his hand and I shook his hand and he says to me, hello, my name is Wisdom. And as I'm waking up, I hear this booming, like Ten Commandments, old school movies voice, right, where God speaks. And he says to me, in this season, increase and wisdom are marrying. And boom, I woke up. 
And I'm sitting at the table with my cup of coffee, looking at this owl mug, the Lord saying, eyes to see, I'm giving you eyes in the dark, I remember this dream. So it's all coming together. And then the Lord speaks to me again and he says, 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 to 12. I'll read it to you. It says this. Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and time again, remember those words, time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram he summoned his officers and demanded them, tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king, said one of the officers, but Elisha, the man of God and prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. And the Lord said to me in this season of victory, there is a level of increase and accuracy in divine insight and wisdom and discernment to see what the enemy is doing before he even has a chance to put it into action. And through intercession and declaration, the people of God will stand and say, not on my watch. And we will be one step ahead. And I feel that's where God is moving us. Instead of living life going, oh, what's coming at me? Where am I? Whoa, hang on. And I'm hitting this off and I'm hitting that off. I'm moving. What's the word? Offense. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm moving. I'm not, I'm not reacting. I'm going. Like I'm just, I'm one step ahead. There is a level of insight that God is going to be releasing to you in this season to, for you and I to be able to see victory manifested, not only for our own lives, the lives of our families, our communities, that we would begin to uh, use the authority that we've been given in this awakening to begin to foil the plans of the enemy and that he will be reminded over and over and over and over again that he really has lost. You're going to remind him of not only what he has that, that his fate, he's, he's lost, but in your increase, in your breakthrough, in your healing, in your freedom, every time the Lord moves, that reminds him that he is the defeated foe. And you are the overcomer. You are moving. You are taking ground. So I want you to hear this morning that no matter what you're going through, no matter the journey that you're on right now, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, I, I, please don't hear me say that I'm trying to lessen process. I'm not saying that. I am saying that no matter what you're going through, God's heart for you is victory. God's heart for you is freedom. God's heart for you is increase. God's heart for you is breakthrough. And things, you know, we know things don't always turn out the way that we want or, or that we expect, but the Bible says he works all things for good all things. So Chris Vallotton says, if it's not good yet, it's not the end. If it's not good yet, hold on. It's not the end yet. 
God is going to refresh you again with hope and life for the plans that he has for you. The hopelessness that has caged the people of God for too long, for many different reasons, God is healing it. And I, and I want to decree over you that you are going to begin to see um, snapshots of the future and the plans that God has for you. No matter how old you are, where you are, what you're doing, God's plans for you are good. They're not over. Your best days are upon you. We need you. We need each other. We, we can't do this on our own. And the enemy would come in this season to try and intimidate and say, pull back. Oh, no, your time's gone. You've missed it. Whatever. All those lies. I want to decree over you that your best days are upon you. God is going to move through you in your area of gifting in this season like you've never seen him before. It's not about your, your uh, ability. It's about your availability. It's about your yes, my yes. You are powerful sitting here today because you live in him. Everywhere you go, he shines his light through you. He releases his love. You are having an impact on this world. And what you carry, the person next to you can't release. Only you can carry it. Only you can release it. And it is amazing. Your best days are upon you. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray for you. Um, I want, I'm going to pray for you um, just generally, but I, I felt to ask this morning, I never want to assume anything or pray an impartation over anyone if they don't want it. So what I felt as I was sitting here this morning is I felt the Lord stirring me to release um, an impartation for the Song of Songs season to see the Lord move and speak to you in even more creative and fun ways than you have ever experienced. Because really, when God speaks, it should be fun. It's, it, isn't it? it's life-giving. And this season, that's what I... Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. I heard this morning during worship, I heard the Lord saying, can you hear the sound of laughter? Can you hear the sound of laughter over and over again? And I saw the word joy being the confident expectation of what he's going to do. But it's, there's a manifestation of laughter that's going to come out of you in this season that is not only going to be the breaking of the pressure, oh, I can breathe again, I feel joy again, I feel relief again, but laughing at everything that the enemy thought that he had won and taken from you, you will laugh in your victory. You will laugh at what God is doing in your life. That the one who sits in heaven, he laughs. You live in him. I live in him. So I wanted to invite you this morning, if you, if you want um, to be part of that prayer of an impartation for the greater so song of songs, hearing from him in, in greater ways, I want you to stand so I can pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Shukabarakata. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for each person standing here this morning. God, I thank you for their heart of just beautiful. I just see so much hunger and purity in this room. There's so much hunger for you, Lord. God, I pray this morning that you would meet your people. God, I, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, 
that you would move in hearts and souls, God, and that you would just release your tender touch, your liquid honey touch of love, God, that you would bring refreshing this morning, God, that you would bring a breakthrough this morning. And God, I thank you that this is the Song of Songs season. This is a season of unprecedented encounter with you. So Lord, I release right now, God, an impartation for greater insight and and accuracy in hearing from you, God, for a deeper level of encounter in the Song of Songs season. God, I pray that your fire would set your people's hearts alight like they've never been before. God, I decree an increase this morning in the prophetic, an increase for prophetic dreams for dreams, for visions. God, I pray that this morning, that even as people leave here, God, Lord, that you would awaken their senses, their sensitivity to you and to to how you move and what you're saying to a whole new level, God. Thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, that you have not forgotten. You haven't forgotten the promises and the plans that you have for each person in this room. And God, I just decree a season of refreshing. Rivers and rivers and rivers of refreshing for your heart and soul. That the Lord would heal and wash away and break off anything that has hindered you. That this would be your season of greater wholeness and healing and freedom. God, I decree victory over each person in this room. I decree this is your season of victory. This is your season where fear will no longer hold you back. This is your season where you will take more ground than you ever have before. And you will be filled with joy in the awakening of the revelation that he is the God of Ephesians 3.20. To him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than you could ever hope, imagine or dream. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fill your people afresh this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise and glory, Jesus. We love you, God. We love you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.